You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Judd's Hockey Podcast. Judd, Lindsay, Declan, a post-trading deadline a podcast. Plenty to talk about. All right, Declan, we'll start with you. Then, Linz, your thoughts on the uh, many moves the Wild have made in the past five weeks. Coyle got traded. You guys did an emergency podcast last we did. week on mm-hmm. that. We did. And then we got the uh, Fiala-Granlin trade yesterday. Matt Hendricks, yeah. who is not that big a deal, goes to the Jets. But anyway, your thoughts on what the Wild have done. I love the uh, Coyle trade. I especially love that one. Ryan Donato's been awesome so far. A shoot-first guy, something that the uh, Wild have lacked for years. Um, obviously, he'll, I think, come back down to earth the guy is is producing points every night but uh g- good trade you you trade you 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 subtract some salary and you get a young prospect that's not going to cost that much this summer who's an rfa and then in Granlin's case uh trading him uh i would have waited till the deadline still but i kevin fiala is a nice piece in return you mean the the draft excuse me yes the yep. draft yeah yeah, yeah. the deadline has already passed i'm nursing a terrible terrible cold and cough just so you know so you so if you hear me coughing right. up a well, lung uh, I'll try to turn my mic off, but but actually turn you your head away from that. Uh, yeah. I, I have heard about it. I have the Clorox wipes that I, I'm using. <laughs> I've glorified ignored the whole thing. Sorry, <laughs> Good for you. Good for well, you. That's what happens when you get to go on vacation and right. get all through Times Square in a speedo. That's, that's what that's, that's what what had happened. Uh, but similar case with Granlin being traded. Uh, you you shed that salary. I never thought they would they were going to be able to afford Granlin's next contract. So I thought that was a good trade and. And now, I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt, but but I, I still think uh, they'll be outside of the top eight when when the season ends. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the I think the coil trade was good. Um, like you said, Declan, we'll see once he starts to cool off a little bit because if there's when you're a, typically a goal scorer, it's really easy to keep playing well and to keep scoring goals when you're doing it at a consistent rate. And he's obviously running on a lot of adrenaline right now between the trade, and he feels slighted by it. I'm sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, as this team kind of settles back into itself with the new new faces they have around it, to see you know if they do start to cool off a little bit, what the reaction of um, he will be, and then obviously the the new acquisition from yesterday, Kevin Fiala from the Nashville Predators. Um, I'm not super familiar with Fiala's game. I've watched a little bit, but clearly Fenton thinks very. Very, very highly of him. Draft him, basically, yeah. Right, and and I think, uh, like you said, Douglas, I too would have waited until the draft, but I think it it became that Fenton liked this kid so much, and that basically the the Granlin deal was the backup deal for the Nashville Predators because th- what who they wanted was Ottawa's Mark Stone, and when it became clear to them that Vegas was going to acquire him. They were going to go with whatever package. I don't. I forget what they what they got for him. They pulled the trigger on um, the Fiala Granlin deal. So I think that was just maybe because we could get that player for him. It was a little more. It was a little more forced, at least when it, in terms of like timeline. And then his, I think his wife went into or his fiance yeah, went into in labor, labor last night. Yep. Which is an incredibly difficult situation. I can't even imagine. And like, it was Granlin's twenty seventh birthday today. 
Happy yeah. birthday. Happy well, birthday. Happy trade. It's the it's the job. But you know what? If I'm him, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped to, great, to, yeah. to play on that and to have – and it's almost the same argument that we you and I had, Declan, last week, or at least our point was that Charlie Coyle is going to do really well in Boston, not because he's going to get you know exponentially better, but because he's going to be in a role that he is meant to be in right now, which is not of like – I need to be carrying the team at least in point production, and I think Granlin will be there too. He's gonna he's going there as a power play specialist guy to be there to be on their second line to reinforce that, and I think that he's a good fit for that organization. Pressure's dialed down on all the, these guys, yes, and that's a good thing for them. I, so here's what I think about these trades because I like them, but I think the people, I think fans get too invested in the players themselves. Like there's this immediate reaction of everyone the wild trades. How could you not get more for that? <laughs> right, guy? the equal you, value yeah, thing. You, you're, mm-hmm. you're not getting Paul Fenton. Has no idea what he's doing. This is the worst GM of all time. And I think there's two tracks to go d- down here. One is the returns, which we don't know. I mean, we just don't right. know. Like, okay, we'll find out. But the other track to go down, uh, and I think that's being missed, is what he's doing with the roster reconstruction of this team and the salary cap mm-hmm. and trying to free up salary cap room and trying to ma- make it so that he goes from being right up against the cap to potentially being able to make moves in the summertime. So I think that's an interesting one to me because the the visceral reaction is the immediate, I loved Graylin, I've got his jersey, and you screwed me. <laughs> but if we take that away for a second, mm-hmm. and you know what, the returns might be terrible. I don't know. Like, you don't know. You just don't know. But if you take that away and look at what Fenn is, is doing, this is why – when he was brought on board last spring and they immediately used the word tweaks, you were like, no, these aren't going to be tweaks. You don't fire <laughs> Chuck Fletcher to make... past the tweaks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, yep. don't fi- you don't fire Chuck Fletcher to make tweaks. Mm-hmm. You fire Chuck Fletcher to reconstruct this roster. And I at least like the direction he's going because he is doing what we've talked about for a month now, which is he's cleaning the locker room out of these guys who it's just were very clear, could be moved, one, and two, we're not going to achieve what was expected. Mm-hmm. And that might be all of their faults. I don't know exactly how to parcel the blame. Yep. But this is a situation where we saw, what, six years of playoff berths, yep. two second-round exits, four first-round exits. And eventually you said, okay, this core that you thought was going to get you or that you thought might make a long run at some point is not going to work. So I like this on the surface of trying to remake the roster. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think, like you said, I I think what he's trying to do is tee himself up for this summer in terms of being able to go after an Anders Lee and go after an additional person as well and not just put all your eggs in like one player's basket in terms of like a high-priced free agent. He could go get a high-priced free and still get like somebody like a Matt Zuccarello after his aren't arm heals how unfortunate is that situation he gets traded to dallas and then breaks his arm literally in the first game there (laughs) um and that's i think that's what what this place needs like you said you need there there needed to be new blood in here just to shake up the culture and just to get people's you know heart pumping a little bit again just to get them just to get out of the comfortability zone to get them to maybe change their games a little bit to try to fit around the new puzzle pieces so i think you know they play tonight right yeah, the Jets on Tuesday. Right. We're recording this on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. So tonight will be hel- a hell of a measuring stick. But um, but will it? It will and it won't because everybody's going to have to try to settle into their teams. And Winnipeg yeah. made some moves too. But obviously Winnipeg is operating at a much higher rate oh, yeah. at a wild rate. So Fenton keeps talking about, and, and he has to, about playoffs, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're still in this to make the playoffs. And, right. And he's going to say that because what, what's he going to say? Hey, I'm bailing. But. I like. I also like the fact that if they do make the playoffs, it's being done on his terms. 
So he's basically he's making moves. And if they make it, if they come on and get the eighth spot or or, right. or the seventh spot, that's all well and good, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But if they don't, they don't. And so I just like the fact I we've been waiting for this since he got the job, which is when are you going to start to make moves? What are you going to do? And and Parisi, Suter, and Koivu can't be moved. So this is the next best thing. Well, neither of, can Eric Stahl. And well, yeah, we we have to just talk. Just ask him. We have to talk. We have to talk about that. But I'll, I'll get to that because mm-hmm. I'm praising Paul Fenton right now, mm-hmm. and that's not going to be praising him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the fact that he started to to make moves, and if they succeed, that's great. And you know what? If they go back down, that that's fine too. I also really like the fact that a new GM who inherited a coach, and he still might fire th- this guy after the year. I have no clue. But I really like the fact that this group of Granlin and Coyle, blah, 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 uh, basically the GM looked and said, this is not the coach now, it's you. Oh, so he's being rational. Yeah, right. But, but you know, we said Something Mike we haven't Yo- seen in a while. And we right. said, mm-hmm. and, and I was the first to say, I don't think Mike Yo can handle this group, mm-hmm. make a change. But then Torch came in uh, and replaced Yo and didn't get the job. But you're like, okay, that's two coaches who didn't get, you know, that's two coaches who couldn't get it done. And mm-hmm. now... And, and now Boods, who's your third guy, who's a really good coach, and Declan, I like the fact that this guy looked at looked at the roster and said, "I could blame the coach because he's new to me. I'm not going to." Yeah, no, I love that. I love that as well. Uh, if, if you're a fan and you're looking at the roster and you're upset by the trades, and I, I think you're upset with being average, or you're okay with being average, and that's what the Wild have been for essentially the last really four years. Um, and they haven't won a playoff series during those four years, and something had to give. And you're acquiring Donato and and uh, and, and Fiala, and who are RFAs as well, and aren't going to cost that much money. I mean, they're going to get bridge deals next year. They're not in a position where they can say, "I'm going to hold out for X amount of dollars." These guys are going to cost two to three million during that bridge deal, and then if they continue to excel, then you can pay them, um, or you can bail. So I, I think that was a very smart move to trim the fat. And still get better at the same time. Uh, and Granlin's, yeah, Granlin's going to go to Nashville, and, and good for him. I, I think it'll be fun to watch the Preds uh, make make a run. But it's okay that these two guys are are, are now gone. You got to get bad to get good. I'm I'm still hoping for the lottery. Still hoping they find themselves in the lottery uh, and, so and get Paul a top Fenton, ten pick. Sure. Yes, yeah. oh exactly. for sure. I don't I don't think any I don't I think Paul would be if we could lose out the rest yeah. of the way he would be. I'd love pumped. to make the playoffs unless right. we don't. In which case, I really hope I get a high draft pick. Right, but like you said, <laughs> Judd, I think it's about the element of control because so much of these GMs, obviously, when they come into new jobs, a lot of it now they have all this power, but they really don't because everybody on that roster is nobody that they have picked. So. Like you said, he's kind of taking ownership of this roster, ownership of this situation, because at the end of the day, you didn't bring, like you said, you didn't bring him in to just sit on his hands. And he's not, he's doing that in his first year here, not waiting the whole year to evaluate, just going for it. And I think it was because the market called for it and he pulled the trigger. And for once it wasn't, you know, the GM giving away a first round pick for for nothing. There wasn't a huge amount of, um, those high level draft picks exchange at least from the Minnesota Wild end. Yeah. So I think it's a it's a it's a huge um, uh, a huge win for him at least in the in the PR standpoint of him making moves. And I just think he doesn't trade Granlin to an inner division rival if he doesn't think the Fiala character is a legit kid. Right. You know what I mean? So that it's twenty five goals. You think? Yeah. I yeah. If, yeah. If, full that's season. what he probably sees. Like I yeah. said, I haven't watched a ton on him, but from what. Uh, Fenton said, and granted, he's gonna he's gonna pump him up because it was his move and it's his trade. But if he has the talent that uh, a lot of people are speculating him to have uh, to have, it could end up 
being he could be end up, end up being better than what Granlin was here. Yeah, I mean, he was considered the best prospect in that 2014 draft, and he fell to 11. But he was widely Why? considered one of the best prospects uh, in the draft. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. We'll have to look. We'll have to research uh, that. But also. For people that, and this is another good example of fans, I think, having blinders on in the trades, Fiala's had has a great Corsi. He actually has a higher Corsi than Granlin's. Look at you. He has a higher percentage Look of driving you. possession than Mikhail Granlin. Look at you. You have Ryan Donato who shoots the puck. No one on this GD team shoots the flipping well, puck enough the like Donato. Goalie scored. Oh, okay. God, I love that, that, that's I love bad, the goal. That's a bad it's a goal. terrible right, goal. But, but Charlie Quill doesn't take the shot. No, Correct. Charlie Quill tries to wrap it around it's and bad, then stuffs it into the It's a bad goal. Yeah, bad goal. But he took the shot. But this is why... I, I get frustrated by people being like, oh, you traded Coyle? You traded yeah. Granlund? It's because Donato took a shot yeah. that you just said was a bad goal, yep. but we can all agree the Wild never would have scored because who right. else takes the shot? And you yeah. can that's tell, a, that's a you really, can tell that's the an team indictment. feeds off of it, too. And in his first I know, think, it's very small sample size, but you can tell sure. that they're, they're, they're a little more tenacious. But think about how simple that statement is. Like, like, it is. This, this is all so. so oh yeah, my shoot God, your you shot. Oh my God, you shot. Yeah. And a and a really not a great shot went in the goal. Look what happens. Right, and it was an overtime. It went, and it's not a great shot in the grand scheme of things. But maybe in that overtime, because of the three on three, the 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 matchups, how you have to play it strategically, it makes sense. And sometimes you just you throw the puck on the net and see what happens. I always say to to kids that I coach, I'm like, why don't you just dump the puck and take a clapper and try to hit the Especially goalie Jake right Allen. in the face. Just do it. Right. Well, that's what I mean. I was like, there's Jake Allen after yeah. he was – I'm like, I swear. There he is. If the Wild end up losing that game because and it's Jake Allen standing on his head after having an awful year, I'm just like, there's no hope. But thankfully, he – Jake Allen right at the end. Impressive, too, that that young line is playing so, so well. I mean, him Eck and, is a different player. Eric Eck, I don't know what happened in Iowa, but but give me it, too. I mean, I don't know what the heck he went down and figured out his game, but his confidence right now is impressive, and Boudreaux is trusting his youngest players on the ice here for, for the last few games. It's, 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 it's impressive. I think when Koivu got, got hurt, they sat Eric Eck down and said, son, <laughs> this is your chance. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't do it now... Now You're never, never going right. to do it. But maybe that's the, the thing. Maybe maybe he's the type of player that needed that security blanket sure. ripped away from him. Sometimes players just need certain things at certain times that it doesn't make sense. But he is playing so well. Yeah, but and, and these guys and, and the Fialas of the world and the Donatos of, of the world now can feed off and fit in with this exactly. next group again. Because yep. I, I think we've, on this podcast, made it very clear. We're high on, on that group. Yeah, like Green, absolutely. Greenway I mean, and Cunning and yeah. Dumbo when he comes back. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a group there that's going to come up that I think is pretty good. Right. And it's the group before them that didn't work that has to be cleared right. out. But, yeah, there's there's this group now that I like. Right. And, and, I, and I also, especially starting with Cunning, I also don't see the excuses now. Like the locker room answers from those guys aren't the same as they were from Charlie and that and that. That group always had the well. We have to go play better. But we, but, we just got to give gotta, us a we chance. Just gotta get, we just like, got to figure it out. If I never hear an excuse again in that locker mm. room, no, I'm dead. No, I'm not I, I know. Being I've smart been ass. there. I've been in there with you. I know. You're like, oh my god. And yeah. it's and it's and they're not they're not bad people. But it's like, are you serious? Get mad about something, or at least mm-hmm. seem like yeah. you're I mean, Parisi has a way at least of giving you these answers where you're like okay i think well, he's he also walks the walk yeah exactly. yeah that, that's more or less because zach also is one of those hard-nosed players where he's like oh we're gonna get it done the dirty way well i'll do i'll do the ugly way that's not a problem that's where you have issues because you have players on this team that say that they're willing to do whatever it takes to win yeah. in whatever manner 
of play they should do it. I'm like, well, er, two weeks ago, maybe that means we move Ryan Suter down to the third pair at D. Maybe that was the thing, but we wouldn't do that because right, we yeah. didn't. But now we can kind of tinker with this roster. They didn't give up any of their d- defensemen, which I think was which was a point all three of us made before you took off and that Declan and I reinforced last week. And I think that might. And I think that could happen in the summer. But I, yeah. I like the fact that they didn't. Correct. Right. In the short term, in the media. I, yeah. I, I honestly think if you look at this, Fenton very much had a goal of who he wanted to take out of that room. Yeah. And I don't see Brodine as being a guy that you have to take from no. that, that no. room. And, and if you're going to trade Spurgeon, you, you're going to get a ton. And I think he's a good guy. Those three guys that they eliminated were eliminated with a purpose. Right. Yeah. And I, the thing that I come back to now is, you know, there's got to be more, and we don't know it, but there's got to be more to the... Nino trade. What do you mean? Well, first of all, it was made really early. Yeah. Second of all, he he know Paul Fenton's not a dummy. He knows that he player wise did not get a great return. It's almost like it's almost like, and I don't know why or what, but it's almost like he had to be first. Like he was taken out of that room fairly quickly. And the only thing I could come back to is, do you guys remember he scored a goal against the Kings? There, he got back in the lineup and scored a goal against the Kings. Um, right before he got traded. Yeah. And they showed him, and he looked miserable. He looked like he Nino? just... Yeah, and I wonder if they had just gotten to, to the point there, both sides, where he had to go. Because the trade... The, the Rask trade doesn't... Of all these trades, like, Donato, I totally get. Yeah. That looks good. You got a conditional fifth-round pick, right? Right. Fiala, I get. Now, it might not work great, but I get it. Yeah. But the Rask trade, people are right. It's sort of a weird trade. So, yeah. But but it was. I think this was done with a very much a, a a systematic view of these guys are the guys who probably need to go. Yeah, and I'm I I'm still not ready to give completely up on Victor Rask. I understand the frustration with fans because he has just been terrible. Oh, and, and then he yeah, got no, then he got and, right. and he got injured and he stepped, he on, stepped a on a puck. Yeah. I mean, the guy sliced <laughs> open his finger earlier this year when he was in Carolina. If, if I was well, him, he was cooking. I mean, calm down. No, he is a se- Fig- he is a sandwich. figure it out. If you can, I can cut a sandwich. Figure yeah, it okay. out. Okay, figure it out, dude. Well, or get be, a chef. Don't yeah. Get, Come on, get a chef. You're get a chef. Figure you it out. Can't even stay figure healthy and not have a cough. Let's figure not, it out. Let's not pretend. Well, and we don't cook my. I'm still coming to work every day. And don't cook my food. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm not ready to give up on him. And and I look at that as just, dude. Reset, you know. Take your take this take this time off. Enjoy your summer. Get back into routine. Same with like Dumba. Don't rush Dumba back. Dumba. Take your time oh, I back. I don't want. I don't want you. I don't want to see no, him touch the t- ice. I this don't year. touch him for just, this year. No. Just, I, it was an unfortunate injury that happened to the kid. I feel bad for him, but just don't rush back. Take this time off. It's going to be everything will be okay. So I'm Ju- fine with it. Judd, circling back to you with the Nino thing, I there could be more to it, but as I'm just re re uh, acquainting myself with the situation, he was traded on January 17th, which happened to be the night that they lost three nothing the first time to the Ducks. Yeah, they. Look um, yeah. But before that, that was they also lost that five to two game to Detroit and at the Flyers, in which they gave up seven goals, and that was Carter Hart's like first start. So and that's they lost, you know. Four to nothing to the Bruins a few days before they had the good. They were topsy turvy, so I think that's more or less like Fenton's attempt to give the shot in the arm before he's 
under under the wire with the trade deadline because you also want to give your give your team a chance to kind of reset before you go let's trade everyone you know you want to try to you want to try a tweak that's it. one move is a tweak yes and 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 the way that Nino was playing he wasn't he wasn't producing yeah, he, was he wasn't contributing fourth line off so, wing right yeah as a name yes he was a big piece but as a player yeah. on that on the team this year he was a tweak that's what it was and so once you know, he makes that trade and things still aren't going that great. That's where he goes, all right, now I have to do more. I think he, Nino was just kind of like that test boat that he said, so, let's right. see if Jaws comes out and eats yeah. it. Like, let's just see what happens. And clearly the team didn't respond in the way that he had hoped or they were able to. Right. So that helped him make the decisions to trade Granlin, to trade Hendricks, which is really not that big of a big of a trade, but to actually commit to this path that he's officially now chosen. All right, so let's talk about the – one thing I don't get from yesterday. Yes, yes. I agree with you, Judd, before you even say it. I'm Why? So, I'm so confused. And I'm, I'm seriously confused by this. The Eric Stahl contract extension, which I understand comes at a lower average annual value than his current three-year contract. Mm-hmm. He scored 42 goals last year, and I get all that. But can somebody explain to me why – okay, you didn't trade him, which I would have liked to have traded him for a draft pick. Right. I would have taken if I got a, got a second round pick, and he could and, come back three months later. Exactly, and it sounds like it sounds like there was reports that they it was on the table. That, yeah, so Fenton, this is not Fenton being negligent, but of course Stahl had the ten team no trade list, which I think he had picked mostly playoff teams, and so it sounds Boston might have been in the mix, and he and Stahl himself might have nixed that deal. But so they don't trade him. They then come back and give him a two year extension, which takes him I think through his age thirty six season. With another modified no move or no trade clause. Yeah. Yep. Can somebody explain any of this to me? I wrote about it last night, but I'm just so very confused. I think, well, A, they don't have center depth at all. And if they were going to go to the free agent market outside of Eric Stahl, I think they're they're probably going to have to overpay. Okay, but Eric Stahl would— you're, you're overpaying with that contract for Eric Stahl. I don't think you are. And but, I, but I don't— Skate. But I'll stop you right there. But Eric Stahl, you could go to Stahl and say— all right, salary cap room to us is precious. Yeah. We've got Koivu, which is not Fenton's fault. He's signed for too much for next year. If but, he comes back. But he's coming back. But he'll come back. Right. Yeah, he's coming back. He's, it, it, knees you can come back from. But any, the, the point I don't get is, why don't you just tell Stahl, hang on here. We'll sign you when we can in the summer. And by the way, and here's my bottom line, you get no modified no trade clause so next year yeah, if we're not doing time deal so yep. next year if we're doing well the the thing is we can trade you mm-hmm. i don't understand why you go i don't understand why you do him any favors I, I also don't understand why now why right now but, but that's what i'm saying right and if he balks at any of that i say eric hold on a second here right you're not accepting a trade which would help us by the way and Linz, you're right. Come back in three months. Like, we could re-sign you in three months. You're not allowing us to get a draft pick, and now you're trying to dictate terms to us of your contract in which we don't even necessarily really want you that bad? Well, I think they and do. I don't think it's don't a question a, of wanting him. I think it's a question. About this, but, it, but from a business standpoint, it makes no sense to me. You've got old guys. Yeah. Like, you've got Parisi. You've got Suter. You've got Koivu. And, and the GM has made it very clear that salary cap space is very important to him. And by the way, I agree. Mm-hmm. So... I think you have to dictate everything to Eric Stahl or just say, accept the trade. Right. And if you don't accept the trade, we're not going to re-sign you. We'll go get somebody else, and you're gone. Like, if you want to live here, you've got to live here under our terms completely. Mm-hmm. 
And instead they do this. I, I just, I hate, and I think this comes from covering football. I hate paying guys for services previously rendered. Mm-hmm. So he scored 42 goals for you, but he's not going to do it again. Baseball, too. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Like every sport ever. Right, but I hate I hate rewarding in salary cap leagues. Baseball is n- not as bad because once you don't sure. care as much. But in salary cap leagues, it drives me nuts. Right. I think they look at it as this guy who was approaching his unrestricted year and heard the trade rumors in his ear. And I understand he's he's an athlete. That's part of the business. But I also believe there's something in this sport when it comes to having a motivated player, and he he wasn't motivated. And I think when you give him the contract, when you give him the contract, it gives him the security that I'm not going anywhere. And I think it's going to be really important to have him in the best position mentally for his game. So I'm fine with the deal. It's it is what it is. Thirty six through age thirty six. I'm fine with it. No, okay. I'm fine with it. He's a he was a former captain of a Stanley Cup winner. And you're telling me that he needed to be motivated to play hard and play well for a team that has already given a, given him a deal beforehand that was very that was very generous. They didn't move him. They could have moved him to a team that wasn't on the list. They could have said "f you, Eric." They could have. And they didn't. And you're saying until I get that, I'm not going to be motivated. BS. If that's if that's what it is, he shouldn't be on this team. Hell, he shouldn't be a professional athlete anymore look, at this point. That's BS. Look what happens. Look what happened in New York. He goes to New York. He's right. in a position he's uncomfortable in, and he sucks. Right. So now you're putting him in a position where he's comfortable, and he doesn't have to worry about being traded. But then I want to move him because that's because but that's the problem. Then if if what you're saying is right. Then he is the prototypical wild player that yes, I don't exactly. that I don't want. Exactly, I want people who are unco- uncomfortable. It drives me crazy that a week ago his big thing, I think, with Russo perhaps or somebody, he was talking about. I want to retire. I love it here, and I want to yeah. retire here. There's far too many people on that team who want to be here for the wrong reasons. And that and yeah. that and that is if you're like I love Minnesota and I just want to be in Minnesota and my family loves it here mm-hmm. and I built an outdoor. Well, he has rink. three boys and they, yeah. they play hockey. But guess here. what? Then? That's what it is. Go become an accountant. <laughs> I I want. I'm with you. Yeah. I, d- yeah. I, I don't. I. I Declan, I get what you're saying, but if that's the case, I don't want him on my roster. This is exactly what. This is what I don't want. Donato and Greenway. And all on, in that group to see. I don't want them to see guys who are motivated because of comfort. I want them to see guys that are motivated because they want to win. Correct. Right. And I want somebody who thinks that they're. I want somebody who is playing like they're about to get traded, or that it's their, that they're playing for their contract. Because the athletes should have that mentality as it is. And if they don't, I mean, you can kind of get away with it, but you. Can, but as an organization, you have to realize that if you're buying, like you said, Judd, if you're buying into that culture, that's what you're communicating to your younger players. And I just, I, I, I think I read a tweet yesterday as the trade deadline was going that they that Fenton and his agent were talking yeah, periodically, and that did. they both agreed together. They came to the conclusion that he would not be traded, and right. I'm like, I understand that there's a get, This isn't like a war room mentality all of the time. These are human beings with families. Obviously, this is a lot of you know. Even if you get moved to like the best team in the league, and you're, you're it's an inevitability that you're going to win a cup. It's still a lot of work and a lot of upheaval to your life. Sure, I get that, but I just, I don't know why now. That's the thing. I don't get it, even. But you could re-sign him after the season's done before free agency yeah, starts. So I he, don't get why so he, this second at that price when he's not playing well this year. And so at he goes all. to Boston and and lives in a condo for th- yeah, three his family months can and stay here. Yeah, I don't. And and by the way, too. The other thing that doesn't make sense to me in this entire equation is the fact that Paul Fenton traded a guy whose fiance 
was about to give birth. So if you can pull the trigger on that, which by the way, it it's a business. Yeah. So zero criticism of that for people that are like, that's a, what a terrible thing. No, it's a business. It's the trade deadline. He traded Granlund. But if that's the case, then you're really worried about Stahl's comfort. Who's that's got just, who's yeah. got three sons and a wife who's not pregnant, which is again right. I, I'm I'm just confused by the juxtaposition of what they did with those three guys and trading them, which mm-hmm. I like, and then the stall thing, which is you held all the chips except for the, the fact that he could block a trade, right. and instead of him blocking the trade, you'd be like, okay, then that's going to be it, or we'll bring you back in July. Mm-hmm. You give him a two year contract with again the same exact type of. Um, Language in that contract where he can't be moved around. And, and if he had the year that he w- had last year, this oh. year, this is 100% different. And it's also if he wasn't. Except if, I, if, except if I really I, want to trade him then. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> and he, he'd be like, yes, let's go. Um, but just based off of how much he has deteriorated, I don't know if he's banged up or I, like you I, said, Declan, if there's just some sort of mental block that's been going on. But he he is aged 10 years and something's two months. Wrong. And so something's going on. Yep. and. I hope that you're right, Declan. I really do. I hope that he's not like that, just from a competitive But if he bounces back now yeah. and starts to play well, it's going to make me question more. Right. Like, if you if you need to be comfort comfortable to play, because guess what? The playoffs, you ain't comfortable. Right. And he knows that. He's, 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 he's won a cup, but it was, he Car- was young. That Carolina but, team, he was young on. Yeah. And, and Brendan Moore was, was the captain. Oh, okay, well. Yep. Back then and then. Cam your, Ward was a rookie. And there's your answer, though. Mm-hmm. Brendan Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Brenda Moore basically probably took this kid by the One shirt the collar and said, if you start crying, time. USOB, I'm going to lay you out right now. And Stahl's like, okay, sorry, Mr. Brenda Moore. And that was that. <laughs> Rod but, the, but this is But this gets Ugh. back to my entire conversation for a long yeah. time about who leads that room. Right. But at least now you have, with the shakeup, the leadership, that, that middling leadership, yeah, that core agreed. group. And yeah. I like a lot of what power done. structures have been changed in that yes. locker room for sure. I've like a, for yeah. sure. And now you have more numbers on the younger side. And now Bruce also has that kind of uh, vote of confidence from Paul Fenton in terms of like, I got you a bunch of young guys. Yes. Let's see what you can do with them at the end. And maybe this is kind of uh, a similar situation that we see with Ryan Saunders and the Wolves, where I'm going to give you some pieces. And now that you know the Wolves are getting healthy, and now that the Wild have new blood, here's a different look for you. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you can do with it. It'll be. Yeah, I'll, I'll be very curious to see now if guys continue to respond and play mm-hmm. well and are energized by the new blood, or if they, or if you still get a group of guys that says trade deadlines pass, thank God, right? Yeah, and takes a so breath. You have people that will True. regress even more. Do you think that's a possibility? With, with I think it's a possibility. Players? I just don't know. I, I don't know because Parisi and Suter and that that crew obviously can't be traded, so mm-hmm. there was no concern there. But I just I wouldn't be shocked if you had a few guys take a deep breath and are like, thank God, the deadline's done, and now I'm going to to relax because and the thing too is they won three in a row but the rangers i i saw that game in person they're terrible <laughs> detroit's not good they sold everybody yeah, yesterday detroit's literally. not good they sold a ton of people st yesterday. louis was a nice win but mm-hmm. but and the jake allen goal was a terrible goal terrible after he goal. played a really good game and so did dubnik dubnik and I, I tweeted about this during the game that those last few minutes of that when it was one-to-one i was like this is this whatever happens these last few minutes is gonna say a lot about Devin Dubnik and he he played really well and I was very I was super happy to see and him that's because him. he's caught he's caught so much crap and that's him the last few weeks he'll bounce back he'll right. bounce back for a while and mm-hmm. then they yep. and and then they won't play well and so he won't right. play but as maybe well maybe now him. that this team has a different personality yeah. to it maybe it's more fitting to his game we don't know I think it'd be better for them long term not to make the playoffs and try and get a higher draft pick 
Um, but the conference is so weird. It's so, so weird. So here, okay. So this summer, here's the next move I make. And if I'm Fenton, I keep Bruce. I don't know that he will. He might not. But the move that I make as far as the internal structure of this team, it's finally time. New captain. Really? You're going to strip the C? Yeah. If you're going to restructure this room like they are, which I sort of like, or I do like, mm-hmm. um, and I tell the old guard, the old group, you're still here, boys. K- have them keep the A's. You got your – oh, five, that's fine. Right. Yes, absolutely. Or give, whatever. And give, and give Koivu an A. I don't care. Yeah. But I find a new captain, and it's from this young guard, and I say to that player, this, this is going to be tough. But we are changing everything here. Well, especially since that's the been the and trend in the might, league. And Cunnan might be the guy if he can justify it with his play. Yeah. Because he's definitely got the demeanor. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I think, and people, are, again, they're going to be like, who cares about that? Judd's been talking about the captain for years. Who cares? I think it's important. And I think it's It even is important. More, it's hockey important. And I think it's even more important here mm-hmm. to make every statement you can that this Cultural dynamic. Cultural reset. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to see Cunnan. It's Oh, it'd be interesting. I, I I would love just to see it play out because it. Cunnan strikes me as a guy. It'd that be interesting to see oh, yeah. who they would choose because you could say that Cunnan is probably your most obvious choice, but he's still so fresh and so unproven. You Absolutely, would, you could, correct. You, if you had to pick someone like after this season, it's probably Dumba. If you had to pick, because all those other guys are young, are a little green. To be, but then again, the league does they give eighteen year old C's all the time. They so do. maybe there's the PR angle of that, but that usually is reserved for the, like your number one overall pick guys or your big time talent guys. And not that they're not talented, but yeah. no offense, Luke Cunning is not being mistaken for Austin Matthews or Conor no, David no, no, anytime no. soon. No, and that's and that's yes. Right. If you th- if you think that you're going to screw up his career by doing it, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, he just strikes me as the as the guy with the demeanor in that room who could do it just because of how he. Is is wired on things. He just seems like he's. He does not seem like a guy who struggles to ha- handle pr- the pressure mm-hmm. of that role. Well, and how nice is it that we actually have viable options that we can debate for this next generation of these? That it's not just I between just one or two guys. Coil. You could pick three or four guys. <laughs> well, I did too. I, five years ago, oh, for sure, day, for sure. Yeah, and so it's it's nice to have. Young guys, where you could say I'd be comfortable giving us giving him a letter right now, because that says a lot about what they're bringing to the team now, but also how much the fans and the organization have vested in their future. And, and I think well. you have to, you can't trade that older guard, but I think you need to begin to, how can I put this politically correct? Hmm. Distance yourself a little bit from the fact that you expect them to be the key mm-hmm. group. Like I think they can help. And Zach's bounced back and had a great year. But I think you need to get those guys off to a side where they're key contributors probably, mm-hmm. but they're not the core. Right. Like, what is the core of this team now? I, I think you hope it's going to be this next group, right? Yeah, no, like this, for sure. The previous one didn't work. Mm-hmm. So now you hope it's going to be Greenway and, and Cunning and Dunbar. Yeah, It's a three-year reset. That's yes. essentially and what that's it what is. And that's what I want. I yep. want the room to acknowledge to have to acknowledge that. Well, and I think so they're going to no... be forced to because just straight up, especially these last few weeks, if the younger guys continue to play at the level that they do, teams get on. To, whoever's playing well, whatever's going well, that's where teams will hop on and get on whoever's back that is. And if there's a leader among them that's producing right now and they start to step up, you're going to – the the person who's meant to be captain will show you. You just have to watch. Yeah, good point. That's, that's what it is. We don't have to debate it, but it's just – 
you just have to see how these young kids go. And if they're not ready, that's fine. We'll just get, let Koiva do another year. Or we just say, hey, why don't we go back to the rotating captain thing until somebody really steps into the limelight to, that they're meant for that role. I don't know. But it's just they need to put more emphasis on going to those younger guys first, thinking of them first, like that three-on-three overtime, emphasizing going for speed. Let's not put Stahl out there. Let's not put Suter out there. Let's put Spurgeon, and if you want to put Brodeen out there, maybe, depending the the matchup. I with with three fast kids, right? Right, Or three fast guys, including Spurgeon. Or you could you you could do it with strat. We could get really deep into strategy, Judd. That usually people stack their first line for in that three on three. You could go with a more uh, a speed but not scoring line and check like the Tarasenko line, and then their next line. That's when you put like your Zucker and your and your Donato and whatever else out there. There's sure. so many different possibilities, but we just. Now that they have the majority in terms of just bodies, this is going to allow the coaching staff and the organization to, you know, give these kids chances that would have been perceived as like coup like moves three, four years ago. Because mm-hmm. if you're trying to play them before, you know, the older guys, if they're, you know, 19, it's a little bit different bit. I, w- I would think uh, Spurgeon would be a leading candidate to be a captain. Even though he's not part of the younger guard, I think he. I agree. That's I look true. at I look at Dumba and he, and he has matured a ton in the last year and a half, but he's not ready. I think for for a captain. I agree. He's he's not ready to have that burden on him. He he's been transitioning so well as a right. professional don't, that yeah. don't don't accelerate it. Just mm-hmm. just keep it as it is. So I I think it's someone like Spurgeon. I would personally love to see Cunning, but like you said, it, it's it, that's a hard sell for someone that is. Looks like he'll have a nice NHL career, well, we but well, we don't know. Right, it's, it's not like he got to the league and stayed yeah. here. And right. and Spurgeon, I I think if you had to choose somebody, I would choose Spurgeon as well. But then that's where you are. Are they going to commit to Spurgeon long term? That's the only question. If they're mm-hmm. if it's a yes, which I think they should do, we've talked about this. Yes, he, I sign him to let. I say you're you're with us the rest of the way. I don't care because even in his twilight years, I think he's going to be unbelievably good. So you, you just need to figure he that out. He fits the league really well. I mean, right. he's not big. But for na- he fits, for, but for that, the league it's but, turning into, but he's perfect. That speed he fits mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in well. So, yeah, you just have to – if that's the, if you're going to keep him, which they should, yep. give him the seat 100%. 100%. Last thing, with how good the West got in the past few days, does that give you even more pause to think that the Wild should just be basically – unless they pop up and just play great, but, but that it would make more sense not to make the playoffs? Because the West – got better again like it's been bad but, on paper but it did. Teams, we'll see yeah but i'm just but when you look at mm. but when you look at the trades the trades definitely m- make it look like the playoff path would be difficult mm-hmm. so does it make more sense if if you are a wild supporter to go in the direction of you know miss the playoffs get the higher draft pick I'm for that. I want that to happen. Uh, I think it's it's actually now becoming a little bit more difficult than it was just two weeks ago. The bottom feeders in the West are actually starting to distance themselves from the eighth spot and the two wild card spots in the West. So now it's becoming a little bit more difficult. Uh, Wilder right now four points out of just tenth, where just last week they were in tenth. So now now the Wild are in a position where they kind of do control their own destiny. And I would personally like a draft pick and a good lottery pick and. I, they're obviously going to pick between ten and fifteen. I think that's clearly clear, you know, unless something crazy happens in the lottery, like like happened with the Hurricanes last year. But I, I think they're going to clearly pick between ten and fifteen, and I would prefer to be outside of that playoff bubble. I think it's crazy how you saw so many teams, not only in the Western Conference, but like the Columbus Blue Jackets, who have talent and who have a legitimate shot, but it's not anything where it's 
you're reinforcing a uh, like a Tampa Bay roster, and then all of a sudden you see we're going for it. Mm-hmm. Or like Vancouver made a couple they're moves. Be totally screwed up right, this season, right? But there are, there are Western Conference teams that are right around where the Wild are. They're like we're going for it. I'm like, well, this seems a little bit early for you to actually just commit to going on the Cup run. But hey, <laughs> the time is now, and I think that's because th- those other teams realize how weird the Western Conference is this yes. year. And that they're like, well, we actually could make a run to the Western Conference Finals because that until then, you know, we just have to be either beat Winnipeg or Nashville. So I think the Wild should do the opposite because apparently a lot of people think that they actually have a legitimate shot mm-hmm. um, when they really don't because we all know it's going to be Nashville and Winnipeg in the in the final if something else doesn't happen unless one of them starts to drop. Vegas out. also made right, right. Vegas made some huge moves. Stone moves, right, move right. Them. And so it's weird because you could see how a lot of those Eastern Conference bottom feeders essentially sold off the majority of their talent to out. those Western Conference teams because. A lot of them were like, we need to reinforce this roster to, Correct. you know, because outside of the top two, it's anybody's game, really. And St. Louis, obviously, is probably a solid three. But we'll see. It's going to be fun. A lot of different cha- changes in jerseys. Chuck made a move yesterday. Yeah, it sounds with well, Granny. It sounds like, uh, yeah, it sounds like um, uh, Philadelphia and uh, Ottawa are being criticized for not getting maximum back for Simmons and Stone, respectively, but. That's a, Ottawa has like ten thousand picks. They're they're the Cleveland Browns of the NHL. Yeah. Vegas still has a ton of picks yeah. for a team that's good yeah. too. That's incredible. Yeah. The luckiest franchise ex, ex, um, edition of all time is the Vegas Knights. Like there there will be no other sports franchise will be as successful with all this all the um, intangible assets. That Seattle's going to have a chance though be, because the expansion draft because it's so expensive to get it in the league is so good now. Yeah, but yeah. they won't do the same type of expansion draft they did last time because they had so. Well, many they're going to they do, are though. They're doing the exact same, but but teams aren't going to trade right, you. Right, right. Oh, because you think it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's right. what I meant. You think, right, right. A bad, you think it's a bad idea to work out a trade to keep a guy, and so you lose Eric Halla, and oh, by the way, Alex Man, Tuck just happened. You lose two to keep one. And you pick the wrong. Here's the problem. You pick the wrong Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True, 100%. If you had picked the right Charlie Coyle, Tuck would be here, Coyle would be in Vegas, yeah. and, oh. the, and the Wild wouldn't have to be wouldn't have had to make the Donato trade. Or Tuck could be here and not doing jack squat because he it doesn't matter if he's doing something on one team, he's not going to do the same on the other. Okay, we're done. Say All bye. Right. Bye. bye. <laughs>